Welcome to the Beyond IPAs podcast, a show where we discuss and learn about quality craft beer in all of its forms. From our home base in southeastern Massachusetts, we explore all the various styles being brought to us by our local brewers and breweries throughout Massachusetts and all of New England. Sit back, crack a brew, and enjoy. Welcome to Beyond IPAs. This is the first part of a four-part series with Ryan Lavery from Widowmaker Brewing. Widowmaker is a fantastic place located at 220 Wood Road up in Braintree. They are right by the 93 split there. So you've all been by by the Barnes & Noble and the South Shore Plaza. Um, they got a, a great spot right there up on Wood Road, right near some sort of hockey place. All the hockey dads seem to know about this place. And uh, so go go check that out. If you're ever coming home from Boston, heading south, uh, it's right there. Or, you know, going bombing down 128, uh, going to the Cape, you know, stop in, grab some stuff. They make great stuff. We sat down with Ryan and talked about their brewery and what they're up to. Ryan is a fantastic brewer. Uh, you can tell he really cares about his his beer and his product and what he represents. And uh, incredibly hardworking man and former touring musician, uh, really just an interesting guy. So uh, I think you're going to really enjoy this one, this this uh, four-part series. So sit back, relax, go grab a curbside pickup four-pack or 24-pack from Widowmaker. Lots of great stuff there. And uh, sit back, relax, and enjoy. All right. We are here with Ryan Lavery from Widowmaker Brewing. Welcome, Ryan. Thanks for thanks for coming. Happy to be here. We got Brian Watson and Brett Crean and myself, Scott Luce, here on this one. And uh, we're just going to see what Ryan's doing up in up in Braintree at Widowmaker and have him teach us teach us some things about beer. First, what we do, Ryan, is we our tradition here is to set the table, we call it. And I go around and tell everyone what we're drinking. I'm drinking the, the Coastal Delicacy from Widowmaker, the India Pale Lager, which is a new one for me. Is this, is this brand new for you or has this been out yeah, before? Yeah, this first version we've put out. So yeah, uh, right. that came out yesterday. Excellent. What do you got, Watson? Well, considering... My wife, my wonderful wife, made the run for me yesterday. Um, I, I grabbed my uh, allotment that I needed. So I will be drinking the same thing. I love a lager. We add some little hops to it. We're in, a, we're in a good spot. I'm liking this. So I'll be drinking the Widowmaker Coastal Delicacy as well. And because I'm no longer uh, at the store where I brought Widowmaker to myself, Sierra Nevada Pale Ale tonight, baby. That's me. All right. West Coast. Uh, me, I, 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 gotta, I have a shirt, Ryan. I have a shirt. It's just not on tonight because it's dirty. I wear it all the time. All so, and I don't want to get too crazy about my shrunk, problems. Shrunk in the wash. <laughs> yeah. It shrunk or I grew. One or the other. <laughs> one of the two. Uh, I'm also drinking. I haven't cracked it yet, but I got a Coastal Delicacy. Nice. All right. Yeah, don't lie. You drink it, Bacardi. I got a rum and coke right Yeah, now. exactly. You <laughs> all right. Very good. Yeah, that is excellent. Yeah, Holy great shit. Job. Yeah. Good, is that huh? the first time you've done a a lager, uh, an IPL. Uh, no, we've uh, we've done a few in the past. So we we're always have you know different uh, lagers coming out. So we have the, the Camiosa rice lager. We have our yeah, widow lager, which is our house lager. Uh, we've done a Galaxy IPL in the past, yeah, but yeah, uh, you yeah, you have. This one is uh, between Chris Hogan, who's uh, works at Widowmaker, and myself. Him and I are, are pretty passionate about lagers and. <laughs> discovering different ways to do it and there's plenty out there but i haven't seen a really great new england ipa style 
lager and uh hopefully uh some people enjoy this version but I, i'm pretty happy with it. it might be my favorite widowmaker release we've had since we've opened so right. I'm really so, happy with it. so ryan I'll, I'll tell you this is the first i've had beer to lip here and it's it's checking boxes for me i'll tell you that yeah, it's, that's it's cool good. i'm glad you enjoy it good. real good so ryan help us out let's talk widowmaker let's talk about where where you started what was the brainchild behind this talk about you and your your co-owners and how this all came about and just give the listeners some uh, education on uh, widowmaker yeah so um Widowmaker started in Weymouth in my basement. Uh, it was me and a friend of mine for a long time. We were doing bottle program, uh, you know, where people could, they donate if they wanted to. Um, so we were, we were putting up four beers a month out of my basement to about 100 people for a couple of years, doing different beer dinners at my house or his house. Uh, then we added Colin Foley, who's my partner, and uh, the, the original guy kind of, fade away. He just couldn't keep up with the pace that I was working at. He's got hey, family. How, What's how that? Big was your, how big was your system that you were, you were running? You started with. Yeah. So I started with, you know, like everybody, I, you know, I, you know, I went out and bought a homebrew kit. Uh, and five then, bucket. Yeah. yeah. And then I, after one batch, I was like, this is too boring for me. <laughs> if I'm going to spend hours in the basement here, I'm going to, build something myself. So me and my friend, we built the whole brew system out of a, you know, half barrel Anheuser-Busch kegs. So everything was, you know, even our, our kettle, our mash, our HLT, those was all uh, half barrel kegs. Cool. So for the, from there, we, you know, started doing different like events, trying to get our name out there. And, you know, I had no real thought that it would have anything would ever come of it. I got lucky. I met somebody, Bud, my third partner, who wanted to help make it happen. And between Colin, Bud, and I meeting in uh, July of 2016, within 14 months, we were open to the public. So. That's awesome. And, and was Widowmaker the name from the start? Yeah. Um, really? That's cool. Yeah, so that, that you know, I mean, we were homebrewing for a while before we even thought of giving it a name. We were just making beer. I feel like now... If I was in the same situation, I'd have an Instagram account, a Facebook, a Twitter, even before I tasted my first beer. But no, we I mean, we, we were pretty focused on making something happen. Once we decided we wanted to make Widowmaker, even if it was just a, something for our friends, we wanted to put a name on it. And I had my friend draw up a logo and it's still the same logo we have now. And uh, so Widowmaker pretty early on was the idea I had and wanted to stick to. I... I, I I'm more always drawn to that dark kind of sense of humor and what Widowmaker was, you know, you know just spending I, I, time away from my wife. And, uh, and eventually it's going to kill you. I think the uh, the logo, the swag, everything that goes with it, I think you guys did a great The logo job. is beautiful. It's it is. Beautiful. It's cool. It's cool as hell. I mean, like, uh, to I, me, like, right, once I, what, I mean, who knew what Widowmaker would become or will become even in the future, but it just was something easy, is easy to remember. You know, I still see some breweries that come out and, like, uh, and I've had their beer and I just can't keep their name in my head. It's just too complicated or Widowmakers, you know, two words that aren't foreign to anybody. So it just <laughs> to me, it just made sense. So what was your what was your opening weekend? That was what, in September 23rd? Was it 2017? 2017. I think it was, yeah, right around like the 21st or the 20th. Um, 
guess that was that the yeah. soft opening, and then and then you and then you kind of went into that weekend, right? Yeah, so I think I, I read somewhere, Ryan. Right, I think your focus out of the gate was kind of to focus on your um your draft accounts and, and not necessarily prioritize canning. What was yeah. the what was the thought behind that? Obviously, you know, I think when you talk about your buddies on the South Shore Brewing and talk about community, stuff like that, I, I think that lends to maybe where, how you'll answer this. But uh, I was curious when I read that. Well, I guess there's, there's really two answers. The the answer I like to give people is, you know, I fall in love with beer through draft. You know, the first time I ever had night shift was at the Union Brew House. The first time I had Trillium was over at the Public House and in, in, uh so for me, like falling in love with draft beer is how I found breweries, especially 10 years ago, eight years ago. But the real answer is I just didn't have any money. To <laughs> I, I had kegs. I didn't have a canning line. Gotcha. So there, it wasn't even an option. Crowlers, baby. <laughs> crowlers. And, and, and even when we opened, we didn't even do crowlers. We just want – I am uh, fully willing to admit it took Widowmaker like six or seven months to get our feet under our, ourselves and uh, – yeah, we're going from brewing in my basement to figuring out on a large scale. You know, once we had that canning line, which was, I think, like uh, a little after our one year anniversary, I feel like at that point, that was when we decided to, we could kind of add a little legs here and could make something, you know, make something happen, at least for ourselves on whatever scale we want to do it on. Well, so, so you mentioned the one year anniversary, and, and I always hesitate when I ask brewers this question and i definitely hesitate with you guys because i don't want it to come off negative you i was there whatever the, you want i was there the second weekend after you opened and scott I, I remember i'm on the phone with scott and scott hey i'm at widowmaker new brewery i said you want me to get you anything and so i think i got a i got a flight and we and it, there was, i think was, when you opened there was maybe six or seven on draft and we could get crawlers and i i just was like scott's like how is it i'm like yeah it's okay it's all right. Wasn't like, you know, blown away by it. Now, fast forward one year to your one year anniversary. And again, I wasn't at the one year anniversary, but I was there the weekend after because I, you saw him. that's kind of how I roll there. <laughs> Try to avoid the crowds. I was blown away. I mean, literally blown away at the improvements and the quality of beer you were putting out. And I get it. So, so, so you're going from, you know, your home brewing in your basement with your buddies and, and now you're in a system and, and, and obviously to scale up that much, I think is it's not very easy. And you can speak to that. I was amazed at the, the, the improvements that were made in that one year time. Well, yeah, I mean, I appreciate that. And you don't have to preface anything as far as like, you know, like, I, I don't want to hurt your feelings. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've had I've had, I've had everything thrown at me and I'm still going to go to work tomorrow, no matter what you say. Tough skin. <laughs> so uh, I get thick skin. Yeah. But like, I, I, I actually totally agree with you. Uh, I won't say anything negative about anybody who's worked with me, along with me. You know, I think out of the gate, you know, we, we hired a few people to help out. And they're really good brewers, and they make when they make the beer they want to make, they make good beer. They weren't making my beer, yeah. Um, so the beers that we were when we opened just didn't taste like the beers I was making. Like to me, and I was I was still working full time, two kids, and I was I had to make decisions at the time. Like we just didn't we when we opened on that third weekend of September, we had like a hundred dollars left in our bank account. Like we were, Jesus Christ. We were, wow. so like, we were like, kind of like, wow. we got to do what we got to do to build up a bank account. And yeah. so three months in, that's when I went full time. And 
for better or worse. I won't say, like I said, I won't say anything yeah, about yeah. Uh, anybody, but like for me, that's when Widowmaker sort of started coming into our own. Uh, yeah. I think that's common though, Ryan. Like yeah, we yeah. say that we, any brewery you say, you know what, give them six months, give them a year. Usually like a year is kind of our, our cutoff, right? You don't really expect much like, I mean, right away. And and I think crap people get that, right? They understand that you're, there's you it's know, a lot to it and you got to figure shit out. Yeah. You know? I was, and I'm yeah. super thankful. Like one, I mean, I was, you know, at an event a few months back and it was Widowmaker, Stellwagen, second wind vitamin c and untold and i'm sitting there going shit i've been open longer than anyone in this room which is weird to say because they i think uh all four of those breweries i just listed seem like you know like they've been around forever right they seem stable on the south shore scene and so like i'm actually like super thankful that we opened when we did because it gave us time to get ready for these guys who were making great beer we we were lucky enough to have kind of a, a wide open field to make sure we got our feet under ourselves. Yeah, that, that, that's good to hear. Because I'll tell you, you know, any circles that I've chatted in or whether it's on Facebook or just in, you know, out at, at tap rooms or whatever, and your name comes up, it, we know that you're passionate about it and it comes out in your beer. And, and we always say good beer sells and, and well, great beer sells. And, and I, I, just, I just think you guys, after that kind of that first year of it's, I, and then we can get into the new brew house. Cause I also think that's a next turning point in your careers. Cause since that, I'm telling you, I, your beer is just consistently across the board. We'll get to that. We'll get to the new brew house. We'll get to that. I know. Yeah, but what going like going back to when when I get excited, I I just I go all over the board. (laughs) Hey, calm down, kid. Calm down. Um, (laughs) We'll get there. But uh, getting back to scaling up, right? And you're going from your basement in a five gallon bucket to this these massive stainless tanks. Like, what did you learn? Like, what did you learn in that six months? Technically. Well, years, years from five gallon to tanks. But well, 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 yeah. But how, like uh, that day when you first started to brew on these big stainless tanks, like mm, mm, mm. yeah, I going like back to my homebrew, whatever you want to call it, my homebrew existence. I really focused on a handful of beers. I didn't know that Widowmaker would ever be a thing, or I'd ever own a brewery. But I, so I spent my twenties playing music and traveling and playing all over the country, and we played breweries all the time. And I remember really the one that's like kind of like my, the light bulb over my head was going to Atwater Brewing in Detroit. Detroit, baby. And they, they actually just sold to Anheuser. Oh. Uh, or someone, I, I'm pretty sure it's Anheuser. But when I was there, they were like, you know, we got there five hours early and we just hung out with the brewers. It was Friday night. They were getting off. They were getting after it. And sitting there talking to one of the breweries, like if you, if you decide to do, this is when I was deciding to, I was going to go build a homebrew kit when I got home. And uh, he's like, just make the same beers over and over. Find out what changes, what, you know, when you do this modification, it does this to the final product. It does this to the fermentation process. And that was everything for me. So beers like Greenbush, Donut Shop, Ecstasy of Gold, those are beers that I'd been brewing for a long time, long before Widowmaker existed. And really, that's how I learned how to brew, was brewing those same beers over and over and over. And what this malt will do, what this yeast will do, if I do a, a prop this way or if I don't do a prop, it'll come out this way. So like, that was my 
schooling. I mean, I don't have professional schooling. Uh, when we decided to open the brewery, I wanted to bring somebody in, whether it was on a short-term basis or long-term. We hired somebody for a long-term basis, and mutually it wasn't the long-term path for uh, Widowmaker or for him. But what he did was where I didn't agree with him on a lot of brewing technique uh, techniques and what beer should be and what Widowmaker beer should be, most importantly, he was able to show me a lot of like, okay, you might not agree with me here, but <laughs> motherfucker, listen, this is how you make sure this tank is right and this so you're not overcarving here and you know not cleaning your tank properly like he was more than like so that's why I'll never change anything in the Widowmaker history even though I, I like I said I, I wasn't super into our beers out of the gate that learning process is why we have beers like this coastal delicacy yeah yeah you nailed you, you know your recipe inside and out and then you learn from from this guy who taught you uh, how to work on a big system, right? Yeah. So you're lucky. You're lucky to have him there. Even yeah, 100. percent He's a great yeah. guy and still a good friend. And, and yeah. you, you mentioned uh, you mentioned donut shop. I I think it was the one year anniversary when I went in. I had that on nitro. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was blown away by that. That was Thanks, fantastic. Fantastic brew. So I don't know if you do that a lot. Do you do you go nitro a lot on those? No, not really. One more. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was phenomenal. Yeah, no, I mean, we we have a, a we were gonna put out a few different nitros about a month and a half ago, and uh, those days are gone now. Yeah, I know, I know. Unfortunately, <laughs> you know, one of the other things I, I read too, um, community. You know, I, I think the term was harboring love for the community. Obviously, you know, we, we talked to Second Win, we talked to um, Untold, and I know your buds with those guys. Just talk about that. You love for kind of Braintree, where you are, the South Shore beer scene, and, and kind of your fellow brewers. Because because I think the relationship you guys have and what it, how it pushes all of you. You know, you you mentioned you got you, you're probably the older of of the group, and, and I think you've probably helped them quite a bit, whether you know it or not. I'm sure you know it, but I mean, oh yeah, in, way, in ways you can't imagine. I, I would I'd be willing to bet, but. Just talk about that scene because I think I think it's a cool dynamic. They'd be they'd be nothing without Ryan. Yeah, no shit. Right? <laughs> oh, shots fired! Shots fired! Oh Jesus! No, I, I cover like, bitches. Get like down. I, like I said, I grew up playing in music. I played in bands and I played with touring bands, and we you know we'd be in two or three bands in a van, and that's how I got around in my twenties. That's how I lived my life. So like camaraderie and collaboration have always been a part of it especially you know i also worked in corporate america and that definitely was not collaborative and filled with camaraderie and that's just the way i like to live my life and i you know like i like when brett was working at jesse's and brett was working at uh burn years like i want him to succeed as much as i want to succeed and i there's true you know it's easy to say you know rising tide lifts all boats but yeah baby shit man when Widowmaker decided to open in Braintree, like there was Barrel House Z, there was Mayflower, there was Indie Firm, and they're all great guys, but there was no way the South Shore was getting the attention. Right. Just in, in based on numbers that like the North Shore was getting. And, you know, you couldn't go to 2020 and like I, I haven't had a bad beer from brewers on the South Shore in a while. Like Well, yeah. Case in uh, point, I mean a North Shore brewery picked you up. Right. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't as if like there was a it was in a sense reaching across that 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 invisible barrier we call Boston 
right? To, to just, and it was, yeah, just speaking to your point, there, there wasn't, there was a South Shore beer scene. It was, it had been in place since 2009, but it wasn't necessarily a collaborative one, the not necessarily. Shore, the South Shore beer scene was more like places like the Union Brew House. Right, like And uh, BBC Plymouth and, uh, you know, wherever you want to, wherever you're getting your beer. Um, I'll tell you, though, Ryan, that the Battle of the Breweries at, at Assembly, South Shore put their mark on that. Hmm. Yeah, that's a bit lopsided. It is. I, I get it. I think but the idea Quincy. <laughs> I think Quincy. We're we're in our home. We we've talked about doing away games. I'm sure we're due for a beating. You beat Rhode Island too, so <laughs> I will say this group of people who uh make up the South Shore beer group that there's a lot of drinkers in there, so we can kill a lot of kegs as a team. Yeah. <laughs> All right, thanks for listening. That was great. Um, join us for part two of this series. We're gonna dig into the Widowmaker and Mayflower connection, the Greenbush, the location of their tap room and Braintree in general, and the, the changes that are going around in Braintree and other Boston area towns. Uh, we talk about their new system and the typical COVID pivoting that all these guys are dealing with right now. So uh, more good stuff coming from Ryan in a few days. So tune in and uh, cheers.